Welcome to Celtic Fans Podcast, Episode 3. Welcome to Celtic Fans Podcast Episode 3. So today we spoke with a good friend of mine, Swanny. Uh, he's a very, very good friend of mine. He's been friends with me for a very, very long time. And Swan, I appreciate you took the time out of your day for it to do the show. Um, Swan's Celtic true and true. And I think his love for the club really, really shines through in the podcast. He knows his football. And I get his thoughts on the offensive behaviour against Football Act. Uh, just talk general shite about transfers. And my issue with Jamesy Forrest. Don't forget for to find us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and make sure you subscribe to our podcast on iTunes and SoundCloud. Celtic Fans Podcast Episode 3 We're joined today by Swanny One of my very, very good friends um, Say hello to the lads And ladies Hi, hello I can't it's forget. Ple- we can't forget the ladies <laughs> Yeah, so we're just going to run through A few things today We just thought we'd talk about With the transfer uh, Window closing in 16 days we have a few bits to talk about. There's a new signing potentially in a young man from Chelsea, Charlie Musonda. He's twenty years old. He came from Anderlecht. He's a Belgian under twenty one. Um I don't know if you've seen anything of him or Yeah, just a little bit of the I know YouTube highlight reels basically make any kind of player any any kind of player look like Lionel Messi, but from what you see of him, he seems like a talented young boy. We definitely, we definitely need a bit more. In my opinion, we definitely need a little bit more like skillful feet in the team. Like we've got a lot of hearts and a lot of plunder, like Stone and you know the boys at the back. They, they put their weight about, but it's, it's skillful, skillful feet. In my opinion, like, you know, for example, like with Paddy has been on the team for the last five or six weeks, you can definitely see the skill feed in the team. Almost, you need a sort of guy yeah. who can basically light up the light up the team sheet. Like that's what fans pay me and. I don't know. I mean, I don't know a lot about him. As I'm saying, watching YouTube makes anybody look world class. But from what you see of him, he certainly looks like he could give us something extra. And particularly with Rodgers' guidance, we could be, you know, we could be looking for worse. You know, we'll see how we'll see how that develops. Under Rodgers, I think it would develop him quite well because he can play on either flank. But you know, he favours the left. It allows him to cut inside and his right foot and drive at the defenders. Like so, 
I mean, he's comfortable on the ball, and it's difficult for opponents to show him onto his weaker foot because he, he's equally as good on both. So he likes to play direct. He, as you said, like Roberts and Sinclair. So um, I think he runs straight at fullbacks from what I've seen. In, he was with Betis. Basically, look, the stats on here says he averaged 6.9 attempted dribbles per 90 minutes and succeeded 3.8 times per 90 minutes. So that's more attempts well, than Messi. Point. Yeah, it's a good point. Like, the thing the thing with this is, like, I've said this for a while. It's been like a theme I've been talking about with fans for, I don't know, definitely the last few weeks, if not since this season. Scott Sinclair has been off the boil, not off the boil, it's not fair to say that about Scott Sinclair, but he's been off, not off the boil, but he's below par because there's nobody challenging him for a spot. Like, if you look, he's always in because we have nobody else of his calibre on the yeah. left-hand side. So adding someone like this could also bring him on. We could be gaining a player, but we could be increasing a player in Sinclair at the same time. He hasn't quite hit the heights of last year. So, I mean, I'm, I'm, all, for, I'm all for bringing these kind of players in if, yeah. if the fee's right and Rodgers can work his magic. You know, uh, for me, it's quite a positive deal. We'll see how things go with that anyway. Yeah, and I put it up on the Twitter page before as a poll. What about James McLean? Would you have Jamesy, would you? Oh, stop. <laughs> I have to ask like. <laughs> that's a million dollar question isn't it I mean like me to say McLean like without any shadow of a doubt he I, I don't know like in the big games he like let's be honest the Irish side's quite poor and he scores a lot of big goals big times he plays well I, I would have him in a heartbeat a heartbeat in the first 11 over Sinclair but that's a little bit biased but for me how did that poll go how did that I'll tell you now I'll check the results on Twitter while you're talking Um. Yeah. A lot of fans are saying no, he's he's not better than what we have and why would we sign him just because he's Irish coming to the end of his career is a, the usual kind of final the final kick out of a dying dog yeah. kind of a thing, like, do you know that way? He is, he's not a dying dog. That's the thing, he's really not a dying dog. I mean, as we've just discussed, the Irish team's awful and he plays well, he scores big goals and the thing, the, the thing that's crucial about this is you see when you put on a team sheet, there's certain names on the team sheet you know give at least eight out of ten every game consistently. Tierney, Brown, these kind of players. If you put McLean in the team sheet, that's what happens with him as well. Do you know what I mean? Like it's 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 a no brainer. I mean, he would give like honestly, he would live he would live and die yeah. for the shirt, which is exactly what we're all about. And even thinking about the shirt revenue that man would produce is unbelievable. Yeah. Like everybody would have him on the back of the shirt. Yeah, <laughs> I'd have fucking every single one of them. Exactly. Um, so, right. Just, I'll read through some of the comments on the poll, right? Yeah, yeah. Big Irish Mac says, at least he won't be pulling out a 50-50 tackle. Some of our players didn't want to put the boot in against Rangers, except for Brown and Tierney. That's a fair point. Amy Lee Foy said, would love to get him, but we can't afford his wages. Now, if he loved Celtic enough, he'd take a cut. Exactly, yeah. Do you know, it's not as if yeah. he's stuck for cash at the minute, do you know what I mean? He's a top-flight Premier League footballer. Well, it's people disagreeing with my... Uh, I said, Scott Sinclair's been underperforming as late. It's just saying yeah. that uh, he's not underperforming. The impact visually from last year is mainly due to extra marking. Yeah. His stats this year far exceed last. 
Darren Joyce reckons McLean is piss. Uh, <laughs> metaphysical <laughs> amorphosis says, for fuck's sake, no. Ray just said, no, you shy for fuck's sake. Uh, Sinclair underperforming and is our top goal scorer then I think you better replay because all strikers no don't sign him sign Paddy Roberts instead yeah that's that's a more interesting poll however the narrative for what we were talking about with the young Belgian fella is the same if you get in the claim he'll bring Scott Sinclair on because it's a position or it's a challenge for positions like for me He's a good player. Like it's not even that he's just Irish and he brings all the right caliber. He's actually good. Like it's worth doing. Similarly, we always this seems to go under the radar, but with our defensive problems at the minute, bringing in a player like Shane Duffy would be unbelievable for us as well. Because a from Brighton, yeah, but he's good, mate. Like again, he's a he's a stalwart in the Irish team. He's actually very good. Oh no, he is. He's very good, but Brighton aren't going to sell him. I know, but I mean, we'll probably we'll probably touch on our defensive problems at some later stage in the show. But he fits all the right boxes. Sick of touching on defensive problems at this stage, Swan. <laughs> yeah, that's fair enough. We'll probably lose the view if we continue that every week. <laughs> William Kelly said, "You can never go wrong signing someone who loves the club and plays for the jersey," which is, as you said, kind of reiterates what you said. We need some fresh blood in the squad, even more potent if it's a diehard Celtic fan. I think it would be a relief. For Brownie not to be the most hated man in the stadium on Old Firm days. <laughs> yeah, that is true. It's almost, although he kind of enjoys that almost. So I don't know how much of a, a factor that is. But yeah, yeah but imagine the two. Imagine the, Imagine winning two 0 The two of them on the score sheet and then in Ibrox. <laughs> yeah, it would seriously yeah. kick off. But like, that's the other thing. That that that's almost what puts people off him, isn't it? Because I, I don't know. I, I mean, I'm no like security statistics man or anything but I can imagine like even just putting him in a squad would just you'd have to double security yeah but I'm sure they'd be double used security. to that kind of stuff with having Neil Lennon as the manager for this yeah, so long yeah, but Lennon Lennon's been through his fair share of shit you know what I mean like it's anyway that's a completely different side issue and we're probably <laughs> we've gone off the point already <laughs> we're certainly drifting from the narrative here what's next on the list <laughs> before we go into meltdown Eric Shevchenko has gone back to FC, can't pronounce it, Mitch Jeheland. Mid-Jeheland. That's a really strange one. That is a really, really strange move. I had to double-check that to see if it was real. But that's a loan deal until the end of the season. But they have the option to buy him at the end of the year, though. Which, and he's one of our better defenders. I don't know how he doesn't start. He's He's been fit since November and he hasn't been playing at all. And, I mean... I don't know. It seems to be a running theme, a running theme of the Celtic support at the minute. But Boyata's also like Boyata. Boyata's become a real, real bomb scare at the back. I mean, he, that's what he, I've he said. I've really been saying that since he started. He's going to be another FA Ambrose, and everyone's like, "No, he's a tank. He knows what he's doing. He's a good communicator. Yeah. He commands the line." And you're sitting there going, "Just watch." Like I'm watching Celtic long enough to know. <laughs> when something's a fucking liability in a Celtic short, do you know what I mean? It's mad. Like he played really he played really, really well against Anderlecht away in the Champions League. Like that was one of his better games in the shirt. But like there's so few far between. I mean, particularly that awful game where everybody was awful against Hearts, but he was really 
probably at fault for at least three of those goals, or two, I think three is a bit much, but at two. least two of those goals, particularly the first one, probably the first one. Uh, I don't know, it's, it's strange. I mean, Dyla had this Dyla had this real sauce for FA Ambrose, which is now materialising with Rogers with Boyata. Like, Boyata clearly is a hard worker in training, and clearly puts the hours in. But it doesn't necessarily, although that's great, and it's great to see that from a player, it doesn't necessarily transcend to them being given, should be given a starting position. And I think yeah. it's like lines of hard work to actually talent are starting to like wave in his mind, you know? I don't know. It's it's difficult. It's a difficult one to talk about, really. Yeah, like it's like, it's like, hold on. It's like me practicing for to play, go and play rugby. Well, I'm out practicing all day long, all night long, right? And then, the and, I, and then expecting to get what? With all the posh boys. Yeah, well, it's a fine Protestant sport, rugby. Um, <laughs> and then expecting for to get a start on a on a Saturday or a Sunday. Do you know that kind of way? Even though I'd be absolutely yeah, yeah. piss poor at it, like. Exactly. Um, exactly. Ruled out. Who's ruled out? Stuart Armstrong has reportedly gone under the knife to fix a long-standing hernia problem, which has plagued him. So he'll be out until February. So that means then nobody he's he's not going to be gone on loan or sold in January because nobody will want to take an injured player till the end of the season. That's interesting. I didn't actually know that. It is. It's almost like a positive and a negative. However, having said that, I haven't been a lover of Armstrong since the whole fiasco in the summer I mean everybody every Celtic fan knows all yeah. this but I mean like he really players who want to play for Celtic don't do that sort of thing you know I mean I'm sick of this I'm sick of these like I mean at the end of the day Armstrong had a good season but he he wasn't he isn't a world beater and for example if you compare if you compare someone like Stuart Armstrong to what Henrik Larsson did for the club and the way he spoke of club and the way he acted accordingly for the club and you put you know he couldn't like Stuart Armstrong can't lick his boots, but yet he thinks he can hold he thinks he can hold Celtic to ransom. And the whole thing didn't sit very well for me. But since then he hasn't performed. But that may be my biased opinion because I haven't liked him since. Yeah. But, but having said that, we haven't got anybody else really to play midfield. I'd like to see Abubi Kwasi step up a little bit and see how he gets on. But I don't know. That's a, that's that's giving me mixed response. That's giving me mixed um, views on the matter. We do. We are getting Rogic back in two to three weeks. So Rogic is a cracking player, man. Huh? He's a cracking. He's been he's been out he's been out and out of the team far too much for me under Rogic. He should be starting every game. Like granted, McGregor's form's been pretty good, but yeah. Rogic is a different level, man. I don't know why he has it. Yeah, like for example, he didn't start against Bayern Munich, which was for me one of the strangest decisions I've seen in a long time he should be playing these games you know yeah yeah but he isn't I worry about that I worry about him potentially jacking it in soon because he's not playing the big games because for me he's one of the best team players on the team sheet in my opinion yeah my opinion. yeah well, I think I know he he did get the winner against Aberdeen in the, in the Scottish Cup final yeah he did yeah. I mean everybody was sitting there going fuck <laughs> yeah. Open for the last for the last five ten minutes, everybody was sitting there going, "Oh no," because it was the tide was turning during that, and then Rodgers gets the ball and just blasts into the box, beats the keeper yeah, at the near post, and the whole place went fucking mental. But that's what I'm talking about, though. He's a big game player for a big game, yeah. for a big game. You know, he knows what he's doing. 
I mean, there's been a bit of narrative that he can't last 90 minutes, but he can, and he does, and he plays well, you know? He's been a missing, again, another missing link in the team sheet at the minute with him being injured. That sort of really created number 10, which we lack when he's not in the team. Although McGregor, McGregor's stepping up. I mean, I don't want to diss McGregor at all. He's no, no, McGregor's really well done very well. Um, as well as that, like, going back to the Armstrong problem, we st- we have Nicham. For me, I think Nicham is far better than, 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 than Armstrong. I know Armstrong performed amazing during the 69 unbeaten run and towards the end of last season. But Nicham has a lot more promise than Armstrong does when like Nicham controls the game. He's, he's, he's a proper baller. Whereas Armstrong, Armstrong, like we sing about his hair for fuck's sake. <laughs> that's a good point. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah, it's a different type of baller. Yeah, like. and that's actually yeah. I mean, I I said that there was nobody there to step up and replace him. That was actually wrong. Like, I completely, almost completely forgot that we had him. Yeah. which is mental because he's contributed a lot this year. That's an error on my part. So sorry for the subscribers and viewers who were <laughs> kicking me there about five minutes ago. Well, <laughs> yeah, he stepped up. Although the only problem with him is big games he seems to go a bit he goes missing doesn't he I mean he, he played He played. I remember him playing a really good pass in Anglet to Tierney to get Griffiths the opening goal yeah. before that I don't really remember him in games you know so it's maybe worth considering that too but yeah far more promised long term than Armstrong will be in the team that's a good point Celtic have also been linked with ex-England star Jack Rodwell he's ready to leave Sunderland likely looking for a payoff from the Black Cats according to Sky Sports News. He's in a standoff situation with the Championship side who have offered to terminate his contract and allow to leave the club on a free transfer. Um, he's keen to leave in January but he's likely to be looking for a payoff because he has 18 months left on his current deal and he's earning 70 grand a week so that might be a problem for us. <laughs> yeah. Like also, We do have a wage structure in the club and the captain is always paid the highest. Well, I think that's fair enough, A. But B, I'm not sure how I feel about that. I mean, we've had a bit of a record of taking some of these, like, English wash-ups and bringing up here. And what what has it really brought us? I mean... Scott Sinclair. No, no, not Scott Sinclair. That's, that, 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 that's, a, that's, a, that's an exception, though. I mean, we've taken guys like Dion Dublin and Carlton Cole. Yeah. These kind of wash-ups, and they, they end up... You know, I mean, Dion Dublin scored, and everybody likes Dion, but Carlton Cole especially was the biggest waste of money and the biggest duel for the signing we've had in a long time. Since who? Like, was it Raphael yeah. Sheet? Huh? Yeah, he was absolutely sheet. Yeah, Paid five million for nothing. If Jack, if Jack Rockwell would take a substantial pay cut and sign a pay-per-play contract with the option for the club then to extend his contract on appearances, I would then... Might might be interested, but like, what's he going to do? He, he can't play English Championship football to any kind of standard level. Clearly, I mean, the difference with people like signing up Gary Hooper at the time was he scored a lot of goals in a Scunthorpe team that got relegated, and and 
had a lot of potential. He was a very young player. He came in, he was hungry, he wanted goals. Jack Rodwell's going the opposite way and he's going down, 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 down. And unless we do a Scott Sinclair yeah. magic trick with Roger, it's possible. I don't know. I feel like we've got, I think we've got players in that role who can play the way, who can play the game, already fitted into the club. We don't need to take a risk on somebody like that, in my opinion. We need to take a risk on people like that at centre-back, if it's ever going to happen, rather than that area. Of the field, yeah. You know? That's my opinion on it. I'm willing to be proven wrong. And in six months' time, if people say to me, you were wrong, I'll go, great, because you're scoring lots of goals and it's all going well. So I'm willing to be proved wrong, if it happens. <laughs> <laughs> Cocky bastard. It's uh, true, though. Sminovich, linked with Southampton. Well, we just can't let him go. A, he's fucking good. I don't know why we've let him go. He's 23 years of age. He's another one. And three, we haven't got any defenders. And he's our best. He is not the best defender we have left. I think he always was, but he definitely is now. We just can't afford to let him go unless we're going to sign two ballers and Contler steps up and becomes a world-class defender, which nobody thinks he's going to be willing to be proved wrong again. Brennan Rogers has reassured Celtic fans that he intends on strengthening his side this month. Now, he's been quoted as saying his idea for the month is to strengthen, so he hasn't thought of losing anybody. If something came in that was difficult for the club and if the player wants to go, then that's another point. I'd never want a player at Celtic if he didn't want to be there. Most importantly, I would need the right replacement to come in. It's important for us because we've virtually been playing, recover, playing, recover. And if you lose that real valuable coaching time. Still feel that in all aspects we can improve and be better. It starts from defensively. That's key focus on this week. In relation to how we work and the intensity in which we play. So last week Brendan Rodgers came out and he said that. I think defensively we're very very good. He also. Huh? Last week, sorry, did you say? Yeah, yeah, last week, Brennan Rodgers came out and he said that defensively, I think we're very, very, very good. Now, my argument with that is, if he thought that, why would he be bringing in Comper? Yeah, that's strange. And the track record, well, the track record actually statistically shows that we are actually defensively pretty good. If you look at the stats, I mean, we keep the most in sheets and we can see the less goals. Uh, Domestically. Yeah, I was just about to say, but these days, and this is this is a, the beauty of the position we're in in 2017 compared to the 90s, is we don't look at domestic football anymore. We clearly we do look at domestic football. That's not what I mean. But we judge ourselves on a higher standard than the domestic football now, which is again a wonderful jewel of where we are in the, in, in 2017 compared to what we grew up with in the 90s. But it was the most difficult means, thing to do, wasn't it? Just going around wearing a Celtic jersey when all your mates are wearing uh, Liverpool, and you know you're top, and you're sitting there going. Yeah. Yeah, well, fuck That's it. a different argument in itself. But the point is, like, these days, we're judged on a higher level of competition, which means that defensively we aren't very good, is my point here. Meaning that for Rodgers to say that, it, it's it's a bit annoying because Rodgers, I'm sure himself, looks at that higher le- level of football 
and agrees with what you know we're we're uh, we're saying here. So that's a strange one. I don't know why he would come out and say that. I mean, it stinks a little bit of we're not going to give you any money to work with what you've got. Hence, they got the players you've got to boost their confidence. In my opinion, you know that's a worrying statement. In my opinion, anyway. But at the same time, you need to judgment because you know the, the likes of me are coming on here and saying a bit of a strange one, and the, the majority of fans start to say that, and then we'll end up losing him. So just say fuck you. I've got better things to do. Say that those cards carefully because once we lose him. We'll know what we've lost, you know. So that's a bit, that's a, that's a strange one. We'll see how that goes. Stokes now. Will it happen here? Anthony Stokes. James Forrest. Celtic Park is going crazy. Crazy for the Champions League. It's in sight. It's in sight. And they just love a Champions League night here. Um, one topic that I do want to talk about and I think we should talk about it is how Celtic fans currently I don't want to say disrespect but don't appreciate James Forrest yeah it's good it's a good thing to talk about yeah. now he's a different player under Brendan Rodgers than what he has been before he's played the best football I've ever seen him playing now, granted, before he was fucking annoying. <laughs> he was kind of like Aidan McGeady, except for even less of a of an end product. Yeah, he wants to, like he was running at players that, and he just lose the ball the whole time. But under Rogers, he's transformed so much, and like he's like th- that goal in Norway was crucial. Mm-hmm. Yeah, do you know? So I mean, yeah. People, I think Celtic fans are quick to forget, like all the big games he's turned up and played, mm-hmm. unbelievable. Like, okay, he goes off the boil, and then he'll produce something. But I think the difference is that he's been he's producing now, do you know? And I, and that thing. Remember? Do you remember? in I think it was it the summer that Brendan Rodgers came out and he was giving out that we have songs for everybody except for Forrest. That's true. I do remember that. I do remember him saying that, yeah. Yeah, and I mean, you're sitting there and you're going, that's not a bad point, considering James Forrest is with us since he was 13 years of age. He's been, he's been, people forget that. I think the problem with James Forrest is that he had, the problem is that he has been, hasn't consistently performed for such a long time People always just think it's the norm to slate him. Do you get what I mean? So then when he starts to play football like he is now, and in my opinion, he could go on to be player of the year the way he's playing this year. I mean, that's a bold statement. See how that pans out. I'd love him to. Yeah, because I've been performing for so long before, people, you know, just slop into this, oh, he'll be out of of form at the end of the month, which is really crap because, as you've just said, he's playing the best football of his life. And, like, for a guy who, very nearly left the club when Dyla left and said, I don't want to sign a new contract. That is reborn. He's playing so, so well, and he's the best player on the team sheet all the time. I mean, you can't know because Paddy Roberts isn't fit, but you'd be interested to know whether Paddy Roberts would be in the team at the minute, the way, Rob, the way sorry, Forrest now, is playing, you know? this is the beauty of Twitter, right? Yeah. I went <laughs> and I... <laughs> I put up a poll on Twitter 
I asked the question, would you rather start an informed Patrick Roberts over an informed James Forrest? The results of 176 oh, yeah. votes was Roberts, 78%. Okay, that's interesting. Well, I guess this is this comes back to my point, though, that Roberts has consistently... Poor, he's played for a lot less time, it's, but he's consistently poor, performed well in a Celtic shirt, whereas statistically, for, for Forrest's time at Celtic, he's performed consistently quite poor, and it's only now he's becoming good. So he almost has to, like... This is crap, but this is the way people think. He has a lot more time to win. He has to win us over and consistently play well, which is absolutely nonsense because Forrest is so underrated, as you say. And particularly this year against Bayern Munich, he was the best player on the field out of both teams. That's bold, but it's yeah. true. You know, like he is yeah. such a good player and he, t- he turns up on the big game most of the time. Yeah, I, I, I feel your argument there. It's a bit annoying. And plus, he's a guy who's been at the club since 13, so we should love him a lot more because he is essentially a Celtic boy, you know what I mean? We need to like these players a lot more than we do. Leggy Lustig. How's that for your alliteration, Swan? Leggy Lustig. <laughs> I like it's good. That's a good alliteration. Yeah, Leggy Lustig. Leggy Lustig's I don't know. I don't want to be too critical of Lustig. I fucking love Lustig, mate. And like, I he, he with Dyla's Amber's blind spot and Rogers and Boyata blind spot. Lustig is mine, mate, because he's just so funny. Like he's literally like the funniest guy in the squad with all these videos. Have you seen that video of him with the piano and they, they dub the revs in? No, it's so funny and like the, the range of people thing and all. It's just so funny. <laughs> so the a bit leggy, but he's brilliant. I'm like. I don't know, I could just never say a bad word about him, so I'm definitely the most biased guy on the panel about that. <laughs> so you you don't you don't think that he is facing the end of his Celtic career? Oh he is. Oh he, he is like but you just like it's like when your your kid grows up or whatever, like you just go into denial about like we're not my you know, we're not a boy or girl. I don't, I don't have kids, but I mean that kind of deal I have with Lucy. You just go into denial about it. Oh no, he'll be around forever. He's fucking brilliant, mate. He's coming to the end. <laughs> it's, it's his class. <laughs> right. Okay. Right. Okay. So let's move on to the offensive behaviour at football and threatening communication. Ah, this Scotland is good. Act, 2012. Ah, this is a good topic. <laughs> In short, the Offensive Behaviour at Football and Threatening Communications Scotland Act is an act of the Scottish Parliament which creates a new criminal offence concerning the sectarian behaviour at Scottish football games. The bill received royal assent on the 9th of January 2012. Now, was that act a direct result of the words Sally whispered in Lenny's ear? I'm not sure, actually. I mean, I've never really looked at it that way. I've looked at it from a different perspective in that, um, obviously, we're not here to talk about politics, but this is important because Celtic do have a big say in political issues, Scotland and the world. The SNP had a huge majority in 2012, and they forced this through because they had a majority so that no one else could overrule it. And since then, it's been criminal. It, it's, yeah. it, it's horrendous, the stuff that people... I mean, you talk there about you talk there about sectarian offences, which obviously relates to you know 
religious incitement and you're a proddy and you're a Catholic, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. People weren't getting arrested for those sort of things. They're actually, they're, they're really infringing on the right of free speech for people, particularly people at football, obviously it's a football act, but particularly people at Celtic, Celtic and particularly, particularly people at Celtic. But the point is this, like, People are getting arrested for singing the role of honour. People are getting arrested for singing the Broadback Brimmer. People are getting arrested for singing Celtic Symphony. And those three songs I just laid on the on the tip of my tongue have no connection whatsoever. They're all political. But to claim that these are carrying offences is just downright wrong. It, it, it's infringing on the right to voice a political opinion. And it's, it's infringing on the right to just have free speech in general. Celtic has always had a a big impact on political space in Scotland and the world. I mean, look at the Palestinian activism. That was incredible. And that, that, that ended up on a global scale. I've seen the, the charity side of that, et cetera, et cetera. So, like, the message is this. Like, Celtic, I mean, by and large, I don't want to quote everybody with the same brush, but by and large, everybody supports an independent Scotland as a Celtic fan. The issues of Ireland, the issues of Scotland. The problem is that... We need to see a lot more action against the SNP about the Offensive Behaviours Act because they're not radical enough for us. I mean, everyone supports an independent Scotland. We've got to do it the right way so things like the Offensive Behaviours Act aren't being touted as actual policy by these guys who support an independent Scotland. So I think on the terraces, it was great to see before Christmas um, banners relating to the topic, but the Green Brigade do a lot of good work and fans against criminalisation is a really good thing that Celtic fans need to be looking in from across Europe and Scotland back in back in the plan. We just we need to have a we need to have an actual we need to have a real you know sense of lots of people getting involved in this because honestly it makes me sick to the stomach. I mean, Glasnevin did some great work. Unfortunately, they've split up now. I like to if Kieran and Connor are listening to this, please get back together because it's the best band on the scene. But they did a great, you know, they're doing great things to like recording Grace and giving it to the Green Brigade for their legal fees against this horrendous act. But we've got to have free speech. That's basically the point of it, isn't it? We've got to be able to, you know, display a view and not be criminalised for it, and particularly being criminalised for something wrong, because supporting Irish unity, supporting Scottish unity, is not sectarian in any way. That's my point. To To, to say things like, that is being projected in those songs, that is actually sectarian. That is causing religious incitement. That is causing religious hatred. There is direct reference to religions, religions in the songs, whereas the songs that Celtic fans are being arrested for are not sectarian because they do not denote any kind of religion whatsoever. For example, the songs I mentioned earlier, Will of Honour, Broadback Burger, nothing religious in those songs. Absolutely nothing religious. Those songs, they are, you know? It, it, it's a... It's, it was a knee-jerk reaction. That's what that it was. Correct. That was exactly the point I'm trying to make. It's an excuse. But, it's I a- mean, it's having a serious effect on people's lives that you go to football, get a few beers in, go to the stands, create atmosphere. And at that time against Linfield, when the whole stadium was singing the broad black brimmer, that, was, yeah. that gave me goosebumps. That was brilliant. Yeah. And people were getting pulled out for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is my point. It's like this this offensive, it's not only a knee-jerk reaction, it's actually 
it's become a real it's um, on top of that the club threw the green brigade under the bus over that as well which really fucking pissed yeah. me off and not only are they defending the club, but they're, they're defending working class interests as a whole. I mean, it's become a weapon against, it's become a weapon not only against football fans and knee-jerk reactions and being able to, oh, I hear a song, I'll get you. But it's become a real weapon against the working class. I mean, how many of these crazy acts do you ever see at other sports? You don't see it at rugby and you don't see it at other sports. And you can, you can argue this point that rugby doesn't get rough. And you can argue this point that rugby isn't promoted louts or whatever you want to describe it as. The fact is, it's true. I know lots of people who get pissed up and they fight at the rugby, but nothing's ever done about it because that's a Yeah, but there's not an organised casual scene at a Leicester Tigers versus Warwickshire game. I know, but that's not my point here. My point is that like it's a different class of person going to these games. So because of that, they're left alone because they have the legal, they have the money to legally fight these kind of charges where the working class don't. And it's just an easy way to wind them up and put them into cells. And it's just disgusting, mate. It really is. It's disgusting to like, you know, get these, get the working class off the streets and put them into cages. Because that's what the, that's what this act is all about. It's, you know, it's not just, I mean, clearly it's about the football in itself, but it's targeted to football because working class go to football. That's just the end of the day. And as I say, Groups like Fans Against Criminalization, the Green Brigade, they need to be they need to be supercharged and they need to be loved. They need to be loved everywhere and get supported everywhere because there's no way we're going to get this this bill repealed. I can't wait to see the back of it. I'm glad to see Celtic fans getting on board and finally putting up banners and challenging the SNP policy on this because for too long we've been like they're independent Scotland, so that's great. They've done a lot of wrong this bill and they need to be challenged for it, you know. That's it from us for today. Again, thanks to Swanny for the podcast. Um, don't forget to subscribe on iTunes and SoundCloud. You can find us on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram. If you just search Celtic Fans Podcast, um, you'll find us there. So again, thanks for listening. We hope you enjoy it and we'll see you again next week.